You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. The discovery of DNA back in the 1950s was a really important breakthrough in science. It's led to a reliable way of solving crimes and also ex- exonerating people wrongly convicted and actually leading to the, the resolution of lots of cold cases mm. that, that they've had. They discovered basically that you know a fingerprint can contain a little bit of DNA or yeah. you know a fragment of hair or an eyelash or a bit of a fingernail. It all and contains, it's absolutely unique. It, to absolutely, you. Yeah. it is a unique sort of serial number to a person. The technology has improved a lot in the last thirty years, but it was interesting back in the nineteen eighties the Victorian police were quite forward-thinking. They were hopeful that one day the technology would become advanced enough that DNA stains collected at crime scenes could prove useful. So from 1982, they started deliberately storing biological material Mm. with a view to being able to come back to it later when the technology improved. Yep. Mm-hmm. They stored it in the freezer, so it was it was properly looked after. It was, it was maintained and carefully curated and labelled and everything else. And then starting back in 2011, so six years ago, they started revisiting that with new technology and they actually were able to solve a whole bunch of cold cases. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of sex offenders who were caught in Victoria because uh, the DNA profiles were able to be matched up with samples and materials taken at crime scenes. Yep. So and they would have taken those samples maybe that that person had been convicted or they'd been in another crime they'd maybe left a dna sample and then they could compare those two so you have to have something on file to compare it to yeah and also i guess they needed sufficient evidence to convince a judge and a jury you Mm. know that that was where the dna the improvements in technology have got better so they weren't necessarily able to say it as categorically accurately back in the day 30 odd years ago because there's lots of instances where it was like well it could have been contaminated by by xyz it could have been something where someone's touched something or there was a sample in the same room and therefore it contaminated the other sample and therefore there was i remember there being a lot of doubt about uh, the you know the dna tests that's right so i mean there's been examples not just of cold cases being solved and arrests made but also people being exonerated so people wrongly mm. jailed wrongly convicted mm. having their lives turned upside down for crimes they didn't commit that sort of thing instances where people in that situation have been exonerated by the modern use of DNA testing technology and measuring technology. In the past, it was very easy for a DNA sample to become contaminated. You know, if a crime scene had been deliberately tampered with or it had been cleaned or if it had not been protected properly, windows left open, rain, the elements, all that sort of stuff could contaminate a DNA sample. Apparently what's happened now is the technology has improved quite a lot so they they can get around those contamination issues. Mm-hmm. So they've got a much salt, more solid case mm-hmm. as a result of uh, improvements in DNA sequencing. In fact, DNA uh, next generation sequencing will probably be the next advance in DNA analysis. And this could look at larger parts of the genome and look for single nucleotide differences in the DNA. So it is much more discerning. This is from uh, Dr. Annalisa Dirtle, lecturer in forensic biology at Deakin University. We will include the sh- links in our show notes, but this is from a Deakin newsletter that gets sent around called this which you can subscribe to which i actually do subscribe to myself it's got some good stuff in it the benefits in that next generation sequencing that dr Dirtle was talking about is 
that it could result in the computerized 3D genome recreation of a person. That is a picture based on DNA from a fragment of skin or mm -hmm. a hair or something like that. Mm -hmm. you, they could actually Can produce a, an image, and, like yeah. a, an identical photo of what the person looks like and then use that to put out on police bulletin boards and news services around and, and yeah. help the person be, be tracked down. DNA technology is making it harder to be a criminal, basically. Yes, yeah. Harder to be a sex offender or a murderer or, or a burglar or armed robber. The, the, whole, the whole gamut of crime is all opened up and made a lot more transparent, really, by DNA. And, it, and, it's, and it's not just crime that it helps. Uh, it, it's other areas where it's, you know, the re there was a recent case where they cut out a piece of the DNA, which was causing a hereditary disease. Mm. And so by taking that out, then you sort of end that disease in that line well so that's it, yeah, yeah that's using CRISPR-Cas9 which is the, the DNA editing technology yeah. that's got a host of, of huge potential advantages for medicine for getting rid of genetic illnesses as you've mentioned it is all related to understanding and, and, and improvements in technology regarding DNA this is more to do with just the ability of forensic scientists yeah. to be able to use samples in a way that's acceptable to the courts mm. it's giving you a, um, a, a much more solid case there's no doubt that it's been a, a huge benefit to law enforcement around the world and in Australia as well. According to Dr. Dirtle from Deakin, DNA analysis technology is far more sensitive today. DNA profiles can be obtained from single cells, whereas 30 years ago, you would need large stains of biological material such as blood or bodily fluid to get a profile. Advances have also occurred in DNA collection techniques, swabs, tape, etc. The implementation of DNA databases, which give a better understanding of the risks of contamination and developing labs to counter these risks and better understanding of how DNA is transferred. And I know that uh, time was a huge factor as well, wasn't it? In that initially when they were doing the testing, it would take weeks, if not much longer, I think in some cases months to get results. Yep. In a situation which is maybe highly volatile, a sex offender, for example, you want to get them off the street as soon as possible. You need more immediate testing. And I believe that the new technology will be focused on getting profiles faster, cheaper, and possibly even in the field as well. So The scientists who, who work with the police, the forensic scientists who work with the police to do this DNA analysis have actually been providing the police with a kit mm -hmm. so they can take it to a crime scene. They've trained the police how to use the kit mm -hmm. and that allows them to, to take samples and, and store them in a way in situ at the crime scene, yep. which can then be used by you know the, the scientists back in the lab to get conclusive evidence. So yep. one of the big problems is in previous to earlier years is that if anything isn't done sort of by the book, mm -hmm. it can it can result in a contaminated sample or, or the, the possibility that a sample may not be the, the actual the yep. villain sample. And then that you know the courts have got to be pretty you know pretty certain if they're going to lock someone up for a long period of time. Perhaps it's my you know watching of American TV, but it's very much you know when looking at the court systems, they don't necessarily always look at the results of the DNA. They look at how you achieve those results. Mm. And so if there's anywhere along that you know whether it was passed from person A to person B in an incorrect way, maybe some paperwork wasn't signed correctly, then they can throw the results out because it didn't follow protocol. So what you were just saying there is about keeping consistency and a, and a proper procedure so that there is no question about the legitimacy of, exactly, of that, that's, that's, those results. That's exactly right. Yeah. Eventually, it's, there is the potential to produce 
an image of a person based on their DNA, mm -hmm. an accurate image of a person, what they would look like. You can also garner information about physical attributes such as hair, eye colour, ethnicity, that sort of stuff. Mm. So that can be done now yep. and they're working towards a time when they can actually produce things which show an image of the person. So amazing advances there in the use of DNA for, for fighting crime and for either convicting the right people or, mm. or uh, in some cases, unfortunately, exonerating people who've been falsely and, and unfairly put in jail yeah. or, or, yeah. or convicted of crimes mm. in the past based on incorrect evidence. Big advances there. If you want to read this article, it's, it's this.deacon.edu.au. We'll have links on our show notes. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.